Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Silver Baptist Church. It's so great to see all of you here worshiping with us today. I would um, like to welcome all of you here at our Bonnie Oaks campus. Also like to welcome those of you at our Creekside service, our Bridges service, North Udawa campus, St. Elmo, and all of you that may be worshiping online. If I haven't had a chance to meet you personally, I'm Tony Walliser, one of the pastors here at Silverdale, and I have the privilege today to share with you God's Word. So this is what I encourage you to do. Go ahead and take your Bibles and open up a New Testament to the book of Matthew, First gospel in the New Testament is the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. You've got a smartphone. You can open that app as well to Matthew chapter 7. And then do this. Take out these Bible study outlines that we provide for you. Um, we give you these so you can follow along and take notes. Now, today, it's going to be especially important that you take out this outline and follow along. And the reason why, because there's going to be a couple times in the message today that I'm going to ask you to write down specific things that God's speaking to you about, and then you're going to share them with your neighbor. And so you, you're going to have to pay attention. Sorry, you're going to have to pay attention today. And so you're going to pay attention, and then you're going to write things down, and then you're going to share some things with your neighbor. And if you don't, you're going to be very embarrassed. So use these, okay? We'll give you these. Now, um, you know that we're in this series called Making Disciples. And what we're doing is we're teaching you six skills that every follower of Jesus needs to master. These are six skills that need to become a part of your life that you can grow in your faith and following Jesus and be able to share with other people. Now, we've looked at four of them so far, and the fifth one is what we're going to look at today, and that is how to study God's Word. How do you study God's Word? Now, this one, I mean, I'm so stoked about because I've seen this hundreds of times that when people as Christians begin to really understand how to study God's Word for themselves man, their spiritual life just takes off. See, a lot of people, you know, they come to church and they may hear a teacher like me or go to a small group and, and hear a teacher and, and they're like, you know, that's the only way I'm gonna grow. No, no, no. God wants you to hear from him directly. Now, I know that a lot of Christians, they get a little, you know, taken back and get a little intimidated by the word of God and they're like, well, I can't do that. I don't have a seminary degree like you, Pastor Tony, or I don't, I read the Bible and I don't understand it. So I can't study the word of God for myself. Can I just tell you something? That is a lie. It's a lie, okay? Why? Because if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that if you've got the Word of God and the Spirit of God, that's all you need, that He will direct you, He will teach you. All you need to know, you just need to have the skills to know how to do it. And I'm going to give you the skills of how to study the Word of God for yourself. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at a passage in Matthew chapter 7, 
and this is going to be the passage that we're going to actually study today. All right? Look at it. It's Jesus' final words at the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it didn't collapse. Why? Because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain fell, and the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. And so what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, you and I, we've got to learn to build our lives on the foundation of the Word of God. Everything else is sinking sand. And so we've got to build ourselves on the Word of God. Why? Because storms are coming. Trials are coming to your life. The winds are going to blow. And the only thing that's going to keep you firm is going to be your relationship and your walk with God in the Word of God. And so, what's your foundation? It's going to be revealed through the storms of life. Now, at the very top of your outline there, I have some three unreliable foundations. I want you to jot these down real quickly. What are three unreliable foundations that we often, you know, fall prey to? Well, the first one is popular culture. Popular culture. Well, you know what? If everybody else is doing it, right, it must be okay, right? Everybody else is doing it. Well, no, no, no. Just because everybody else is doing it doesn't make it right. Right? I mean, because the fact is, is that what may be popular today probably is not going to be popular next week or next year. Let me give you an illustration of that. These are actual phrases that I have spoken in the past thinking I was cool. Groovy. (laughs) Far out. Okay? Nobody says that today, right? At least I don't think they do, right? Or how about this one? I pity the fool, right? Or um, that's just whack. Or... um, You know, you think you're all that in a bag of chips, okay? Those are all phrases that we've said in the past, but we don't say those phrases anymore. Why? Because they're no longer popular. And it's the same way. If you're building your life on the foundation of what's popular, that's just sinking sand. Second wrong foundation is tradition. Tradition. We've always done it that way, right? Now, tradition isn't bad in and of itself. The reason why something becomes a tradition is because it's worked, right? But the problem is, is that traditions come and go. I mean, in fact, I think one of the dying last words of a dying church is, we've never done it that way before, right? Well, okay. You know what? Live your life based on tradition. What happens over time, eventually, that tradition isn't going to work anymore. See, traditions come and go. But listen to me. The principles found in the Word of God, this is what will last forever, all right? Then there's a third thing that we, it's a wrong foundation, it's emotion, our emotions, our, our feelings. Well, if it feels right, so it must be right. You know, sort of like that old song. It can't be wrong if it feels so right. Can I just tell you something? There can be a lot of stuff that's wrong and it feels very right, right? I mean, the fact is, just because it feels right, I mean, you go, okay, well, this feels right, so I'll do it. Or this feels bad, so I won't do it. What are you doing? You're living your life based on your feelings, And your feelings are completely unreliable. They are. I mean, can I just tell you something? Your feelings will lie to you. They will. In fact, check this out. You lie more to yourself than you ever lie to anybody else. You lie to yourself all the time. I mean, sometimes your feelings will say, oh, it's it's life's falling apart, and you're okay. And sometimes your feelings say, well, you know what? You know what? You're, You're okay, and your life is falling apart. And so what do you gotta do? You can't trust your feelings. They're unreliable. 
There's only one firm foundation, and that is the Word of God. And so what we're going to do today, I'm going to teach you how to study the Word of God, but at the very beginning, we need to make a commitment. And I want us to make a declaration aloud together that just simply is this, Lord, I'm going to build my life on your Word. Lord, I'm going to build my life on your Word. Can you say that aloud with me? Ready? Lord, I'm going to build my life on your Word. That's it. So we're going to build our life on the Word of God. And what happens when we do that? He changes us. He transforms us. Let me illustrate it like this. I have here a glass of water. This is just a simple glass of water. It's been heated up a little bit. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put tea bag in it. And this tea bag represents the Word of God. And so you know what? You take just nat- nat- regular water and you put in like a tea bag here. And what's going to happen? It's going to start transforming this water, right? Well, we're going to come back to this in a little bit. But that's exactly what the Word of God will do. The Word of God, that if you will allow the Word of God to dwell within you richly, what will happen is it will start transforming you from the inside out. And so what I'm going to do today, I'm going to teach you how to do a SOAP Bible study. So all of you, when you came in, hopefully you got this little bookmark here, and it has SOAPs at the very top. And you've heard me teach on this before, but I'm going to teach you how to do a SOAP Bible study. Now, every day I do a Bible study, about 20 minutes every day. I want you to get in the Word every day. Now, what I discovered is that for years, I was not consistent in doing that. But then I decided, you know what? I'm going to start doing my Bible study around a meal because I like to eat. And I never skip meals. So guess what? If I do it around a meal, then most likely I'll do it, right? And so I chose breakfast. And so every morning when I have breakfast, I will do a soap Bible study. And so all you need is just set aside about 20 minutes and then you have the word of God. And then the second thing you'll need is a little notepad or journal. Why? Because you've got to write down what God is speaking to you about. See, that's the difference between reading the word and studying the word. If you're not writing down what God's speaking to you about, you're not studying the word. You go, no, I study the word all the time. Are you writing it down? No, you're not studying the word. Okay? Only time you're studying the word is when you're writing down what God is speaking to you. Okay, and showing to you. And so you're going to need a little notepad like this. And so every morning I do a soap Bible study during breakfast. And so let's just pretend that we're having breakfast here together. All right? And can I just be honest? I wish I could do this with all of you. I wish we could just sit down for a breakfast and I could share with you exactly how to do a soap Bible study. So this is going to be a completely different kind of message. I'm just going to be teaching you. To, literally, you're just going to be observing how I do a Bible study every day. All right? And so you got to pay real close attention, though, because I'm going to ask you for some interaction as we go through this, okay? And so how do you do a soap Bible study? S starts with Scripture. S stands for Scripture. And so what do you do? Um, you just read the Bible out loud a couple of times. You go, where do I start? Well, I would encourage you to start in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Start there, and you just start chapter one, and you just do one paragraph a day, just a simple little amount of time. And what do you do? You just take that scripture and you read it. Now, typically what I do is I'll read it from two different translations. Just like I um, printed you here today, you know, like from the CSB. That's, uh, you know, um, Christian Standard Bible. It's a good literal translation. ESV is a great translation. New American Standard and the New King James, those are all great literal translations, okay? And so I'll typically read on a literal one like that. And then typically I will read a, um, one that's a little easier to understand, like the NIV or the New Living Translation, all right? And so what do you do? 
you read it out loud. Why? Because we're visual and we're audio learners, okay? And if you read the scriptures out loud twice, you'll, you'll begin to start understanding it. So I've read the scripture already once, and so let me read it a second time through the New Living Translation. And so the scripture says this, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse. Why? Because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my words and doesn't obey is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Okay? And so what do you do? You start off, you just simply read the Bible out loud twice. And then you jot down, you write down just a basic summary statement, okay? And what does that do? That sort of makes you, forces you to process what you just read. And so for me, here's my summary statement. When I hear and obey Jesus's words, my life will be built on a firm foundation. But when I hear Christ's word and don't obey him, my life will crash during the storms of life. Okay, that's a simple summary of what we read. Now, my, your summary may be completely different than mine. I'll show you my wife's summary. Here's Susan's summary. Wisdom or foolishness is based on how much I hear and then obey Christ's word, okay? And so what are you doing? You're just simply summarizing what you have read, okay? That's the S. And then the second part of a SOAP is O. O stands for observation. Observation. And so what you're doing is you're just making, asking a couple of questions about the text. You're just trying to observe things. And what's the first observation? Here's the first question you always ask. What does this passage teach us about God or Jesus or God's plan? See, it always starts with God, right? God has given us his revelation to reveal what to us? To reveal primarily himself. And so it's always important that we start asking, okay, what, do you, what are you teaching me about yourself? And so as I go through this, I mean, on your outline there, it says name one thing that you learn about God. As we're going through this, just jot down one thing here because this is gonna be where you're going to have to share with your neighbor, the one thing God told you about himself, okay? And so I'm gonna go through it phrase by phrase and I just wanna share with you, this is what I learned, okay? So the first phrase, everyone who hears these words of mine, what I learn about God from that? I learned that from that phrase, I learned that God communicates his words to us. Did you know that? God's communicating? He does, his word. Okay, second phrase. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them. What I learned about God from that? God expects me to hear his word and obey them. Not just hearing, but action. Okay, simple observation. Third observation I make, okay? Will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. What do I learn about God from that? God's the one who differentiates what is wise or foolishness. I better not be calling wise what God calls foolishness, amen, right? And so, you know, so that's observation about God. What else do I learn about God? Next phrase, the rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. What do I learn? God will allow the storms of life to test our faith and foundation. Hello, that's an important principle to know about God, isn't it, right? All right, what's the next phrase? Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. What do I learn? God will hold us secure and sustain us through the storms of life. Thank you, Jesus, right? 
What an incredible promise that we just pulled out of God's word. That's all we've done. We just make observations about God. Now, the opposite is also true. Look at the rest of the passage. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man, builds his house on the sand, and the rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. What I learned about that? God will allow the house of your life to crash so that you will know what foundation you're actually trusting in. That's a principle. that You need to know that, right? And so those are just some of my observations. I just read the text, and these are observations I made about God. And so right now, I want you to jot down one observation about God on your, on your outline. Do that right now. What is one truth that you learned about God? Write it down right now. Do that. What's one truth you learn about God from this passage? Write it down. And as soon as you write it down, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, hey, this is the one truth I learned about God, okay? As soon as you write it down, then you turn to your neighbor and say, hey, this is one truth that I learned about God. Go ahead and do that right now. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, what's one truth you learned about God? Can I tell you, man, I wish we were having breakfast together because I would have loved to have heard what God just told you about himself, right? So that's what we just did. It's just simple observation, okay? All right. Um, after you make observation, what does this passage teach us about God? You then ask a second question of the passage. What does this passage teach us about ourselves, about people, about me? What does this passage teach me about me, right? In the same way, we're going to go through this text and what is one truth that God's taught you? And I want you to jot it down as, as we go through this. If there's something that God's saying to you, write it down. So like what? Okay, let's go back through this passage again. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, what I learn about myself, I can obey what Jesus tells me to do. What God asked me to do is not impossible. Now that's a great principle because there's times I'm like, God, I can't do that. Yes, you can, right? Simple truth. Next phrase will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. What I learn? God's word needs to be the foundation of my life, right? There's a second principle also. A life is only as strong as that on which it rests. Amen. And what, what's the next phrase? The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. What I learn? My life will be tested with storms, right? And then what happens? Yet... It did not collapse. Why? Because its foundation was on the rock. I learn if my life is built on the foundation of Christ and his word, I will stand strong during the storms of life. Folks, do you, do you know how important the word is? I mean, God's word will give you hope and crisis, comfort in a time of despair. It'll give you wisdom whenever you're confused, guidance when you need direction. It'll give you power to overcome temptation. Do you remember whenever Jesus Christ was being tempted by Satan? I mean, three temptations, and with every temptation, immediately, what did Jesus say? It is written. It is written. It is written, right? God will give you what you need if you're in the word of God. But the opposite's also true. Look at the rest of the passage again. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. What do I learn? I'm being foolish 
When I simply hear the word, but don't seek to put it into practice and obey it, I'm fooling myself, right? And I do that quite often. Last phrase, the rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house. What do we learn? Everyone, can you say everyone out loud with me, ready? Everyone, everyone has storms in their life and the storms of life will test me and my foundation. Here is your forecast, ready? 100% chance of storms. Every one of us, right? I mean, listen, a phone call can just turn your world upside down. You you go to work and your boss says, hey, don't bother taking your coat off, right? You you go to the doctor, you think you're fine, and then you hear it's cancer. You come home, you find a note, your spouse says, I don't love you anymore, I want a divorce. Maybe you're financially struggling and then your car breaks down. Listen to me, 100% chance forecast for all of us, storms are coming. Jesus said it. That's what we learn here. And then the final truth is, and it collapsed with a great crash. What I learn, if I'm not living for Christ and obeying his word, my life will crash. Okay? Those are just some quick observations I made about myself. Okay? I want you right now to write down one truth that you learned from this passage about people. Jot it down right now. Do that right now. What's one truth that you learned about yourself? And then, once you write it down, share with the person next to you. Right now, tell the person next to you what is one truth you learned about yourself. Do that right now. What's one truth you learned about yourself? Again, man, I wish we were having breakfast together that you could share with me exactly what you've been learning. What have we done? That's just observation. S, scripture. O, observation, asking two questions. What do you learn about God? What do you learn about yourself? A is application. Jot that down. A is for application, right? Because we never stop with observation. Why? Because everything that we've learned so far is just intellectual information, and that doesn't change anybody. No, it's got to get down to the heart. It's got to get down to your life. If there's one thing that we've learned in this passage we're studying today is that Jesus says, if you don't put into action my word, you're fooling yourself. Now, do you ever see the movie Forrest Gump? And um, in Forrest Gump, people ask him all the time, are you stupid or something? And what is his reply? Stupid is as stupid does, right? Stupid is as stupid does. So what does that mean? It means you are stupid based on what you do, Right? Can I just tell you, that's what Jesus is saying? Jesus is saying stupid is as stupid does, right? And if you're not living out God's word, you're fooling yourself. And so what we've got to do is we've got to say, okay, God, this is what I've learned about you. How does this apply to my life? And there's two simple application questions that you can ask the passage or ask yourself as you're going through this. The first application question is this. Is there an action to take? Okay, God, based on what you've just shown me in your word, what action do I need to take? Okay? You know, can I just give you an application for some of you? Some of you need to start getting in the word every day. That's an action you need to take. Whenever I went through this, what was an application for me? Let me just give you several that came to my mind. The first one was, I had to ask myself this question. Do I really have Christ and his word as my foundation? Second question or second application was, I have a tendency to be a hearer of the word, but not a doer. Learning's easy. Doing takes commitment. 
And then there was a third application that I made. Sometimes by my reaction, when I'm going through the storms, it reveals that I'm trusting in other things other than Christ. So I need to ask the Lord, what is it that I keep trusting in rather than you? So those are just simple application. And God will put things in your mind. And then so, what action do you need to take? Second question you can ask yourself is this. Is there a sin that I need to avoid? Is there a sin that I need to avoid? And typically, I'll pray at this time and I'll just ask the Lord to reveal any sins. To be honest, that by now, sins have already started coming to my mind. And so I just would confess them. And so this is the sin that came to my mind whenever I was going through this. I am influenced too much by the shifting sands of my culture and people's opinions. I need to build my life on God's opinions and his word first, not the world's, okay? And so that was the sin that I needed to confess and repent of. And so SOAP, S-O-A, and then P. Can I just tell you, P stands for pray and do not skip this portion. Because so far, all we've done is intellectual exercise. We've just got information about God's word, right? How does it get into our heart? It happens whenever we pray. And so we're going to take a few moments today to just pray through some of the things that God's been showing us here today. And so I want all of you here, bow your head and close your eyes right now. Just bow your head and close your eyes. We're going to, we're going to do business with God. We're going to hear from the Holy Spirit right now. And, and so let's just prepare our hearts. Pray with me, something like this. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. We don't want to simply hear it. We want you to show us how to obey it. So we pause before you right now and are listening to you. Now, what I'll often do at this point, I will confess whatever sins have come to my mind. And so th this would be my confession. Lord Jesus, I confess that I listen to the opinions of others above you. I repent. I confess this is wrong, Lord. I'm sorry. Please forgive me for looking to others and their opinions above looking to you. Cleanse me, Lord. And so right now, I believe the Holy Spirit's probably bringing a sin to your heart and mind. If there's any sin that the Holy Spirit's brought to your heart and mind right now, would you just confess that and repent of that right now to the Lord? Just, just bring that to the Lord and confess that. Lord Jesus, you've given us your word and your spirit. Thank you for your cleansing and forgiveness. But Lord, we want to know specifically how you want us to obey. So Lord, would you please put in our mind thoughts from the Holy Spirit of how you want us to obey your word now. Speak, Lord, we're listening to you. And so I just want you to take a few moments. You're just opening yourself, asking the Lord to give you a specific application of what he wants you to do now. So just listen to the Lord. Whatever he puts on your heart and mind right now, just listen to him. Lord, thank you for speaking to our hearts. Help us now to obey you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, hopefully, the Holy Spirit 
put something in your mind, in your heart. He spoke to you. If you're here and you're like, nope, didn't hear a thing. Well, can I just tell you something that's on you? Can I just tell you, listen, God wants to speak to you. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the word. He wants to speak to you. And if we're not hearing from the Lord, it's because our heart isn't really prepared to hear the Lord, right? And so, so but if God has spoken to you something, then what I encourage you to do, you just right there where it says pray, it says, what is God saying to me? What will be my response? You would just write down what that is. And so as we were just praying, God put a very specific thing on my heart that he wants me to do. Now, I can't share it with you. It's just too intimate and too personal. But this is what God will do. God will take his word and it will come alive to you when you just pause long enough to study it and listen to the Lord. So after you pray and he's spoken to you, and whatever it is that he spoke to you about, we call that an I will statement. You basically say, okay, Lord, you told me to do this. I will do that. And so that's what you say. Okay, based on your word, I'm going to try to obey you in that particular way. And then S-O-A-P, then we end with S again. S is, stands for share. See, God doesn't just give his revelation to you so you can keep it to yourself. No, he always wants you to share with somebody else. And so the first question is, well, who can I share this truth with? And, and maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's your spouse. And you go, well, maybe I need to text somebody. And, and you know, that's many times, just uh, truth will come to me and I'll just email or text somebody. Hey, you know what? God encouraged me in this way. I wanna encourage you as well, right? And so this is um, just something to do. And then the second question is, okay, when are you going to do this? All right, when are you gonna obey the Lord and share this with somebody? And so what have we done? We have just done a soap, S-O-A-P-S. And guess what? It is just like real soap, it is cleansing, right? Now, think about this. It just, we just did 20 minutes in the word of God. That's all we've done. Notice this. 20 minutes ago, this was water. But, but now suddenly, it's got a new identity. We call it tea, right? It has the aroma of tea. It has the characteristics of tea. It has the taste of tea. It has a new identity. It is totally transformed. We don't call this water anymore. We call this tea. Well, can I tell you, when you'll spend 20 minutes a day just dwelling in the Word of God, something supernatural will happen. Suddenly, you're going to take on God's identity. You'll take on His aroma, His flavor, His character. But you've got to be in the Word of God. You've got to make that choice. I have given you today a skill how to study God's Word. Now, you need to go home and practice it and then master it. And when you do, you can then share it with others and then you will be a disciple who makes disciples, and that is exactly what we're called to do. Amen? Let's pray together. Gracious Lord, thank you so much for your word. I thank you that your word is really simple to understand if we'll just take the time and seek you. And so, Lord, I'm asking in Jesus' name that you'll continue to work in our lives. You'll continue to speak. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for turning to all the wrong foundations and not trusting in you. Oh, Lord, may my life, may our church be built on the foundation of obedience to the word of God. Help us, Lord, to do that. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. 
You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the Connect Card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please, stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.